Okay. Well, you can always just edit shit out, you know? Totally. I mean, if I can figure out how the fuck to do that. There's a little scissors up there somewhere. <laughs> I saw the scissors. Okay. <clears throat> welcome! Welcome! To a not-so-terrible podcast. Where we deliver you some true crime stories that are... That are terrible. Absolutely awful. Just horrendous. How our, however, our delivery is, you know, not so terrible. We hope it's not so terrible. That's the goal. Um, so with our for our first case, we're going to bring you a pretty gnarly one. Uh, Devin here. <laughs> oh, that's Devin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she just waved. I waved at the non-existent audience. (laughs) That's Chelsea over there. (laughs) And uh, we're going to bring you a case all the way from Japan. Uh, It's pretty pretty gnar-gnar. We should edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, so we're going to fuck up the pronunciation, like, basically all of this. Um, We're not professionals. We're actually complete amateurs. So, the most amateurs. Literally the most amateurs. We don't mean to offend anyone either. If we could pronounce these names and words, we absolutely would. This entire podcast is going to be super offensive. But so, our bad. But we're, but we're going to try not to be, you know? Yeah. Just know that we're doing our best. So, this is the case of Junko Furuda. Bum, bum, bum. She was born January 18th, 1971, in Masato Saitama, Japan? I feel like that that was really close. Whether you nailed it or not, <laughs> I think it was really close. Thank you. Uh, there is not much on her family or early life, uh, <laughs> but from all accounts, it appears she lived with her parents and had an older brother and one younger brother. Furuta was later described as good-looking, well-behaved, bright teenager who got good grades and was quite popular. You know what's funny? It's like, whenever you go into, like, about victims, like, does anyone say, like, they were just a shit human being? I don't think so. But, like, do you think that they were and people just don't want to say that? But it's definitely possible. I feel like if I were to get murdered, I would hope people would be honest, you know? I feel like she never knew what to do with her hands. Yeah, I would, I would hope that, like, people told like, the real story. I would be like, she was super awkward and never knew what to do with her hands. That would be a perfect description. Like, if someone t- was like, oh, she was really popular and had all these friends, I would come back from the dead and be like, you're lying. You're all a bunch <laughs> you're of liars. You're a fucking liar. Okay, yeah. well, Junko, from what we can tell, was good-looking, popular, bright, teenager, got good grades, did all the right things. She didn't smoke, drink, or do drugs. She had a good girl reputation, unlike some of her classmates. One of those classmates being Hiroshi Miyano. And he was a classmate of hers, and he's reported to have been the bully. Aren't they always? They're always the bully. Or they're always, like, the kid that gets picked on. It's, like, one or the other. Yeah, there's no in-between. Like, yeah. oh, you guys remember Terry? No, because no one remembers a dude named Terry. Do you know some guy named Terry? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if I did, I probably wouldn't remember him. Okay. Uh, well, Miano bragged that he had connections to Yakuza, a powerful organized crime syndicate. Now, Chelsea, tell <clears throat> me. From Wik- Are you on Wikipedia? I'm on Wikipedia, guys. <laughs> I'm on. It's the source of endless knowledge. Um, but according to this, the good here, Wikipedia... The Yakuza is a traditional organized crime syndicate that originated in Japan. Um, The English, this is a fun tidbit, 
The English equivalent for the term Yakuza is gangster. So these were some gang bangers. Is that <laughs> offensive, you think? No? What, saying gang bang? No. <laughs> not, I didn't say gang bang. You I said, said gang, gang bangers. Okay. Yeah, gang bang might be offensive. Um, <laughs> the Yakuza were known, are known for their strict code of conducts, and they had ritualized practices. There's a word I can't pronounce here, but um, they would amputate the left little finger of their members. It was like how you got into the club. I was never in a cool kids club, but if I had to be in one that chopped off my fingers, I probably wouldn't attend. <laughs> Um, this group is still regarded as being among the most sophisticated and wealthiest crime organizations. So basically... So basically it's a gang. They're a gang. Basically it's a gang. Basically the Japanese mafia. And so that's what Miyano was all about. Apparently, from most sites, he was a low-ranking member, which are usually the ones that like to brag about it the most. Just saying. Typical. Typical. According to Miano and Fruita's classmates, Miano had a crush on Fruita, and when he asked her out, Fruita rejected the shit out of him, which in turn enraged him. So He's dude, like, nah. So yeah, dude got rejected. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but apparently, a few days after Miano's rejection is when everything fell apart. Just everything turns bad. Just all bad. Just really went to shit. Just really bad. So that that. That horrible, horrible day we're referring to is November 25th, 1988. Miano and his friend... Okay, so, like, to be fair, this dude has, like, three first names. Like, I cannot find... There's so many different sites using so many different names. There's Nobuhara or Kamasiku or Shinji. Those are his three names. We're just going to go by his last name, which is Minato. We're definitely sure of his last name. <laughs> definitely sure it's Minato. Don't know the first name. He was 16, and so Miano and Minato, they were creeping around a local park, and they were looking to prey on women and find easy targets to gang rape. There you go, gangbang. Gang, but they're because they're gangbangers. I got to tell you, when I was 16, <laughs> I did not spend much of my time creeping around a park. I mean, I was a complete scumbag drug addict That's dirtbag true. at 16. I mean, I wasn't, like, creeping on girls at 16, but I was definitely doing heroin. <laughs> I was definitely afraid of the outside, so um, <laughs> I had the opposite experience that you did. But, okay, so you find this is relatable to an extent. I mean, no, I've never gangbanged anybody. No, I'm not saying you gangbanged people. You said relatable. I'm just saying that... You would, you, never mind. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, maybe I would have bumped into one of these people yeah, at some point Yeah, that's kind of what I'm okay, saying. Okay, yeah. all right. Bumped into, not hung out with. Right, Let's I'm not that saying that you would have been friends with these assholes. Okay, okay, okay. Unfortunately, Fruta was riding her bike home from work. She had a part-time job at a plastic factory. Can we just stop there? She worked at a plastic factory. <laughs> at 16, she's 16, right? Yeah. I that mean, sucks. Yes. What, working at a working at a plastic factory? I mean, I don't know. Is that like a, I, like what? I don't. I don't know what they made there. Like maybe she made plastic. Some... <laughs> she made plastic. I don't know, but like plastic forks or like a, I don't know, like a comb. It's not a normal sixteen-year-old job. Normal sixteen-year-olds work at like a sub shop or a Starbucks. Like no one at sixteen walks into a plastic factory and says, "Hi, sir, I need a job." Look, at least in America, maybe that's what's wrong with us. 
Yeah, then we don't want fucking plastic factories. Maybe we need more 16-year-olds working in plastic factories. Okay. Anyway, so she's on her way home. So, unfortunately, yeah, so unfortunately, she was riding her bike home from her unfortunate job, per Chelsea. Super unfortunate. I stand by that. <laughs> and um, she also had reportedly accepted a job at a electronics retailer to save up money for a graduation plan she had arranged. Much As for more which, suitable. Yes, like that would make more sense. But as for which job that she was at that day, I'm not sure. Maybe she had two jobs. Making, maybe she was working with them at the same. I don't fucking know. Regardless, those are her jobs. She's doing her best. She's she's literally she's really doing her best. She's doing the most. The boys spotted Fruita at 8:30 p.m. and decided to create a diversion in order to get her to go with them. I wonder what the diversion was. Well, like one of them like danced around or. <laughs> Nope. Okay. <laughs> Minato kicked Fruit off her bike, and at which point Miano stepped in, pretending to be an innocent and concerned bystander. I will do it. Yep. Miano <laughs> offered to walk Fruita home, and she accepted. Fruita was unaware, but while walking her home, I just did air quotes. You guys just can't see it. I like to refer to them as air bunnies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it seems cute. Like, eh, little air bunnies. All right. <clears throat> Where did you get this from? Moving on. <laughs> okay, so Air Bunny. <laughs> he was actually leading her to a nearby warehouse. Miano told her of his Yakuza connections. Yakuza meaning? The gangbangers. Yeah. <laughs> and threatened to kill her and her family if she made a sound and began raping her. Not what you like to hear. Nope. Later, brought her to a park to meet up with his friends, Minato. There's Joe Agura. Agura. Close enough. He was 18. And do you want to say this one? This kid's name is Yasushi Watanabe. Already you know he's going to be a winner. (laughs) Yasushi Watanabe. And he was 17 years old. There, the other boys began raping her. Horrible. And when finished, decided to smuggle her into Minato's parents' home located in Adachi, Tokyo. How do you come up with that? Like, you just finished horrifically, atrociously raping a girl, and you're like, I know where to take her. Let's take her home to mom and dad. Totally. These boys assaulted her, and then were like, "Eh, let's just take her home. Yeah, like, did they bring her through the front door? Did they take her through the back door, the window, the basement? Right. Do they have Walked her in, introduced her to mom and dad. She's a mess. Well, basically, that's actually kind of what they did. So the boys forced Fruita to call her parents and state that she had run away with a friend and was not coming back in hopes her parents would not call the police and report her missing. Now, there were some reports that they had already called the police, but then they, they took it back. So it's kind of, I'm not sure, but regardless, once in Minato's parents' home, they had Fruita pretend to be Minato's girlfriend so his parents would not catch on to what was going on. Mm, that makes sense. But. Still a scumbag. Even crazier, eventually this act stopped. He stopped acting as if she was his girlfriend because Minato realized his parents knew what was going on and had decided to stay quiet in fear of their son and his friends, knowing their connection with Yakuza, which is... Gangbangers. <laughs> Bro, could you imagine being so afraid of your own kid that, like, you know something sketch is going on? Absolutely not. And you're like, well, we'll just let it side and slide, you know? Don't Absolutely be not. suspicious. Don't, don't, don't be suspicious. 
Very suspicious. Like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, I'd be like, sir, you may not live here anymore. Yeah, like, you want to go be a gangbanger? Go be a gangbanger and, like, get your- at least make money and, like, go somewhere else. Get, like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, your hostages are not welcome here. And neither are you. Turns out, first of all, okay, so that's fucked up. Minato's parents just, like, turning a blind eye because they were scared, right? Now, they're not the only people who remain silent during Fruta's 44 days in hell. 44 days. 44 fucking days. There was approximately 100 people that knew about Fruta's captivity, but either did nothing about it or themselves participated in the rape and murder. Nice. Approximately 100 fucking people. I don't even know 100 people. I actually don't either. That's a lot of that's a lot of people to not say anything about this horrendous situation. Also, this dude was like a low-ranking member in the Yakuza. Yeah, he doesn't even have like cool connections. He's like, I, I, he, what, what do you think he does? What does a low-ranking member of a gang do? Gang bang. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think they go around gang banging. I mean, apparently this dude does. I mean, this dude does. I would imagine he's, like, a runner or something. Yeah, he's, like, their little bitch boy. Yeah, he's a bitch boy. He does nothing. He's a little fucking bitch. But, but, reading this small little bit on the Wikipedia about how terrifying this gang bang- Nope. This gang was. (laughs) I, I kind of get it. And, like, no one knew that he was, like, a low-ranking that's true. Never. He didn't go around saying. Yeah, he wasn't like, I'm the bitch boy of the Yakuza. Welcome. Hello. You know. He wasn't going around being like, I'm a low-ranking member yeah. of this gang. That probably wasn't it. He was probably like, I'm big and strong, and I know all the big guys in the Yakuza. You know? <laughs> totally. That's probably exactly what was happening. That is absolutely Regardless, a hundred people is a lot of people to not do anything about the situation that is unfolding in his parents' house. Well, as I mentioned... There were 44 days in hell, and the most detailed accounts of her 44 days in hell are from the, some of the confessions of her abusers and murderers, and some days are detailed more than others. There's, you know, these are the ones that I could find the most information about. <clears throat> so I have a question, just a quick question, and you might not know the answer to this, but, oh, like, what? how did these <laughs> accounts come about? Like, were these what he confessed to, like? on In court. Okay. On the stand. Like, because I'm, in my head, I'm picturing him, like, sitting in his bed at night writing a little diary of, like, all of the horrendous shit that he did that day. You know, I'm pretty sure this was, like, in court. Okay. Like, dude literally said this shit in court. Nice. All right. Like, can you fucking imagine, like, her family being there and, like, hearing this shit? No, absolutely Honestly, I hope that this was done in, like, actually in, like, a like a room or something with like a mirror like an interrogation room or something i really hope that the family didn't have to hear any of this but i'm pretty sure they did yeah i don't know anything about the court systems of japan but i would imagine is japan a democracy (laughs) (laughs) totally should have looked that up you're gonna look it up i'm gonna look it up right now it's taking a minute to load it is a liberal democracy it's a liberal democracy everybody yeah but they don't have a jury they have one judge so right they have one judge all right that Which makes like, things worse, I think. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. I mean, the... well, learning what we later learn about what happens here, like, totally, what happened to these little fuck fucks, is not. All right, all right, yeah, all right, all right. So, day one. This is November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight. This is this is from out of the people's mouths. The confession. Okay, the kidnapper stated that they forced her to masturbate in front of them and raped her repeatedly, amounting to 400 times. First of all, 
I kept seeing 400 times. I don't, I don't know anyone that could fuck that much. This just says day one. I don't know if this is like altogether 400 times. 401 days seems like a vigorous amount of effort. Seems like a lot. I don't really know, but that's what everything kept saying was raped and repeatedly amounting to 400 times. Also, like, the fact that they're, were referring to them as kidnappers, like, these are teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's... That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Miano and his friends fed her... Oh, so fucked up. Cockroaches and denied her all other food. Honestly, I think I would starve. Yeah, that's not a sustainable I diet, I would just regardless. starve myself. I could not... Uh, I would have... She's gagging, everyone. She's (laughs) gagging. I will say, though, that in other countries, they do, like, certain insects, like, are a delicacy, and, like, they'll fry them and, like, put little, like, thingies on them and eat them. But I would imagine what these D-bags are feeding her are not, like, you know, the delicacies that you get, like, from a cart on a street corner. These are probably roaches that they found on the floor. Fucking cockroaches. Yeah, it's gross either way. They made her strip naked in front of them, burnt her vagina and clitoris with cigarettes. Uh, nope. Chelsea hates the word. Say it. I can't. Clitoris. I hate say that it. word. Nope. Just say clit. <clears throat> no, I'm going to say I'm going to say it scientifically correct, which is clitoris. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, every part of that made me so uncomfortable. She just, like, flexed her toes all uh. weird. <laughs> burnt her with lighters and inserted foreign objects into her butthole and vagina. Mm-mm. These foreign objects included iron bars, skewers, bottles, and scissors into her butthole. Her poor butthole. Her poor, poor butthole. Day 11, December 1st, 1988. Hopefully that math's right. They held her face against concrete and stepped on it. They tied her hands to the ceiling and used her body as a punching bag until blood began oozing from her mouth. Got that word oozing. (laughs) Just like the visual picture is just fucking awful. Yeah, it's and like, then you add the word ooze, and you're just like, oh no, I just want to give her a big hug. Her kidnappers then filled her nose with blood until she was unable to breathe, and dropped a dumbbell on her stomach. Mm. On this specific day, Fruta had tried to escape, but was unsuccessful. When caught, she was burned by cigarettes, had bottles shoved up her vagina and butthole and they poured flammable liquid on her legs and feet and lit them on fire. God. Okay, now this is day 20, December 10th, 1988. Is that correct, math? No, you went from day 11 <laughs> to... Well, actually, I don't know math, but I feel like 11 to 20 would be nine days. Yep, you're right. Okay. Uh, the abductors confessed this is the specific day uh, that they set fireworks off into her ears her butthole and vagina eventually destroying her internal anatomy which left her unable to poop or urinate properly yeah lighting fireworks in your orifices usually does that (laughs) it's the correct term for that (laughs) like they shoved something into every orifice of her body and blew it up not just something fireworks yeah fucking fireworks explosions all over her orifices all in her orifices ugh God, it's so fucked up. It's just like the biggest bummer. They beat her with bamboo stick, golf clubs, and iron rods repeatedly. The teenager said that they cracked her nails and smashed her hands with weights. They coerced her into drinking her own urine. Nope. (laughs) At this point, I would have just died. 
I mean, you think, but the human, the human body, man. Not the mine. Thing, the things that we can endure. Not mine. <laughs> I feel like mine would. You would endure. I know, which is horrible. I would not. I would just be like, nah, <clears throat> I'm out. I know. As soon as you would have, as soon as you got kidnapped, you would have like had a heart attack. I would have immediately died. <laughs> just like, I wouldn't even made it back to the house. Would have just died on the spot. Oh, shit. Uh, Later, they kicked her out of the house and made her sleep on the balcony. At some point, Fruta had tried calling the police, but was caught before she could ask for help. So, like, I guess this is something I read a few times where, like, I guess uh, they had left her in the room and she found a phone and she tried calling and, like, got through. And then as soon as she got through to police, like, somebody came in and, like, ripped it out of her hand and, like, fucking hung up. God. Which is like, I think that's the saddest part is like she tries to escape and call for help like multiple times. You know, she tried. <clears throat> she did her she did what she could and she's like badly beaten and like just fucking dying and she's yeah, still Yeah, she can't poop or urinate no. properly. She can't do her body's just dying. But homegirl's not giving up. For like Junko's out here, she's not fucking giving up. She's like She um, had to get back to that plastic factory. Yeah, man. She she had, she had big things to do. She, look. She had plans, all right? She had plans. Uh, day 30, December 20th, 1988. On this day, the teenagers pierced fruit of... Oh, God. Nope. This is a bad one. This is a really Everyone. bad one. This is a really bad Might one. Might be the worst one. Oh, God. <laughs> On this day, the teenagers pierced Fruta's tits with... You hate that word. I'm I sorry. I absolutely I'm hate that so word. I'm so sorry. Her... I'm not saying breasts. That's weird. You just said it. Just say it in the context of yeah, the sentence. Yeah, but when you say, like, breasts... It's breasts. They pierced her breasts. Yeah, but... I... <laughs> okay, so they pierced her tits with a sewing... With sewing needles. Mm-mm. And this is... This is, this this is it. The worst. This is it, guys. This, this is the worst. And tore off her left... Specifically, left nipple with pliers. Just one nipple. Just one. Like, how fucking sadistic do you have to be to tear off someone's nipple? Like, and, like, not, you you couldn't have the decency to tear them both off so they're even? Yeah. Like, just, why, just I just want to know, like, why <laughs> that one. But whoever did it definitely just hates their mom. They're just like, mm, I hate my mom. I gotta tear off people's nipples. Yeah. But, like, there's something about the left <clears throat> one that really got to them. I really, don't know. Really spoke mm-hmm. to them. I don't God. understand. Also, like, where did they put it? Yeah, what did you do with the nipple what, what did you do with after the yes. taking it off? Like, where is it? Where'd the nipple go? Who has it? I wonder what a nipple looks like once it's ripped off. Gross. Stop. Yeah, that's gross. That's so Sorry. Gross. Oh the thought came in. You could Google it later. Nah. <laughs> no. I'll pass. Nope. They had inserted a hot. Oh my god, this is so fucked up. A hot, like a light bulb that was like lit for a while. You know how it gets super hot. It is how electricity works. Yeah. <laughs> they inserted that into her vagina and rubbed it until it it, it exploded <sighs> inside of her. Ugh. I don't know what's worse. A glass shards in your vagina or the fireworks exploding in your vagina? I mean, all of it. It's absolutely fucking horrible. It's just disgusting. Day 40, January 1st, 1989. The teenager stated that Fruta had begged them to kill her. Same. I would also do that. She could not move and was severely <clears throat> mutilated. Ugh. And it also, it's also said, now I'm assuming this this happened before day 40, but for some reason in, around this time, this is when her body began to give off a rotting smell that made the boys start to lose sexual interest in her. And I had read somewhere else that while, while whilst she's 
rotting and dying in his bedroom that they he went and raped some other girl because he didn't want to rape her anymore because she smelled so bad class act right there don't know if that's completely true like i said i read it i don't fucking know could be could be bullshit could be yeah, usually when someone starts smelling of death yes you don't want to fuck you them. don't they lose I mean, they lose sex appeal or unless you're you're a necrophiliac yeah. that's different right Which... I'm, I'm getting the impression that these boys the boys the they're, teenagers they're boys they're, they're not teenagers. even men they're teenagers are just sexual sadists really fucked up the boys specifically reports of miano had become enraged when fruta had beat him in a game of what it... mahjong mahjong there we go very popular game is that? It's very popular. Oh, is that with the tiles? Yes. With the designs? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I fucking know what that is. Um, it just all came back to me. Okay, so she okay, so she's like dying. She's literally on her deathbed. And this yo, Junko fucking Furuta beats them. Yeah. She's a badass bitch. She beats them in the <laughs> game of Maja. First of all, how fucking bad at this game are they? clearly not she's good. literally dying yeah. like cannot even like move shit do anything no her body is in like shards and pieces and there's things that are missing and she nope mm-mm, mm-mm. and she fucking beats them in this game yeah. but but like i said when she beats them in this game dude becomes enraged dude meaning miano miano becomes enraged and tortured her to the point of death the abductors beat Furuta's mutilated body with a barbell. They placed candle flames on her nose and her eyes. The teenagers had poured lighter fluid on her body again and lit her on fire. They had uh, stated later that that's the day she succumbed to her injuries and died. Oof. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Rough. <sighs> Super fucked up. Um... I feel like her beating them was like a fuck you, kill me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. she did it on purpose. She yeah. was like, you know what? Just. I'm done. This is my last fuck you. And now just fucking kill me. If that's how you're going out, like I'm real glad that yeah. she beat them. Totally. Um, so January 5th, the killers confessed that they had hid Furuta's body in a 55 gallon drum and had filled it with concrete. They dumped the gallon drum on a reclaimed tract of land in Kodo, Tokyo. No remorse. Just nothing. They just took her body, put it in a gallon, filled it with concrete, and fucking dumped it. The evidence supporting these confessions included the physical examination of a cup smelling of urine. So this is like when they went into the house and like, you know, there's the evidence that they fucking found to back up these stories and what they did. Um... And where are mom and dad during this time? They're like, oh, yeah, for sure. They're fucking assholes. Yeah. They're just fucking being quiet because, I mean, to be fair, like, this kid, this guy, they are terrifying. Right. Like, if you can do this to another human being, like, you're terrifying. Like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not, like, you know, good, it's not like a good son. Like No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, disown that kid. But also, you made that thing. Right. You made that thing and put that thing on this earth, and now it is your responsibility <clears throat> to clean it up, motherfucker. Sure. Yep. That is on you. It is your responsibility <clears throat> to clean up your fucking son's mess. Yeah, you really... So fucking... You really made a mess there. You really fucked up with that totally, kid. Totally. Totally. Now fix it, motherfuckers. God. If your kid's a serial killer, do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Do something about Anything. it. Anything. Anything. Except for cover up for them. Except for be quiet. Yeah, no one wants that. But then, like, I... 
I get it. It's your son. It's your daughter. And you do whatever. Everything. We don't need to make excuses for them. They're yeah. the worst. Okay. Equally right. just the worst. Just trying to not be offensive. <laughs> just trying to see both points of views. <laughs> okay. Evidence. The evidence supporting these confessions included the physical examination of a cup smelling of urine, injuries on Faruda's body parts, fireworks, cigarette lighters, light bulb, bloodstained rope, dumbbells, barbell, flammable liquids, bloodstained bottles, golf club, bamboo sticks, iron rods, bloodstained sewing needles, and bloodstained pliers. The victim's body had burned eyelids, blood on her nose and mouth, stab marks on her chest, missing left nipple, blood-stained vagina, and butthole. Can't believe they didn't find the other nipple. <laughs> like, what do they do with it? I'm really concerned honestly, about this nipple. I honestly don't fucking know, but I also, it, it does bother me. I do really want to know. I honestly, I looked for a while if anyone could find the left nipple. If any, like, imagine being the cop or whatever they call them in Japan that finds the nipple. Oh, God. Like, oh, guys, over here. <laughs> I got it. I got the nipple. I, like, I my search history's all fucked up. It's, it's I like... can only imagine. <laughs> all right, so... These are some forensics. Now, I took this straight off of something that will link the place where I got it off of some fucking website with all this bullshit. There's a lot of big words. I'm not good, really, with any words. So, Chelsea, if I need help. Yeah, yeah I'll, sub, I'll tap in. Do you want to tap in right now? You can just oh, write the whole thing. sure. Yeah, okay. I can read this part. Okay. <clears throat> so, the objective of forensic scientists is to investigate the kind of death, whether it is unnatural or natural. Forensic is also tasked with the verification of the suspect's confessions. During the investigation, the precision of the evidence collected was adhered to to ensure the manipulation of the information was avoided. Basically, like, are these fuckers telling the truth? I can't essentially. believe you, I literally can't believe you just understood what that said. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like, the point of forensic science is to make sure that it's not, like, did they die of natural causes or was there foul play involved? Right, they how, also have to make sure that, like, whatever these fuckbags are saying is true. Right, right, right. That they have to figure out what's what's up. <clears throat> yeah. Right. The physical... Obs- obs- uh, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I stuttered a bit. The physical observations on the crime scene and confessions by the suspects described how the crime occurred from the first day until the day Faruta died. According to the objects found in the offense scene and the photographs taken from the Faruda's mutilate that's his mutilated everyone yep, yep. mutilated body <laughs> indicated the relation between the objects found of the offense scene and the scars on Junko's body. Basically, their statements are lining up. The stuff they're finding and the stuff that they're the boys are saying are all in alignment. Okay, well that's. I mean, that's not good. <clears throat> that's, but that's not good. ideal. Yes. but like now we know what happened. Now. Yeah. Okay. For instance, the stab scars ob- observed on Junko's chest showed that needle was used to stab her. The presence of pliers on the scene indicated it was used to pull something, and according to the abductors, they used it to remove Junko's left nipple. Again, specifically the left. I don't... It's crazy. Like, but, how... Like, your OCD, how does that not bother you? It does bother me. But it, bother, it bothers me so much that they didn't just take both. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just... In, some, yeah. Like, how does one just be like, you know what, just do that one? No, that's infuriating to me. Well, this whole thing is infuriating that's to me, true. but, like, specifically the left nipple piece. Uh, I really can't get over it. The burns discovered on the body showed that the victim was subjected to several injuries using the candle flames, cigarette lighter, and some burns indicating they were facilitated using liquid fuels. Basically, they lit her on fire. The scars on the body indicated that the victim was repeatedly beaten using blunt objects, and this was confirmed by the presence of objects such as the golf club, iron rod, and barbell, and bamboo stick. According to the DNA analysis, the bloodstains on the scene of the crime and the suspect's clothes 
were of human, and it was blood group type AB, which was Junko's uh, blood type. This was confirmed by the blood test performed on Junko's father. Oh no, there's a, there's a word here that I don't enjoy, <laughs> but I'll say it because it is forensically relevant. The semen analysis on the vagina showed the presence of semen in the vagina. Oh, and also injuries in Feruda's private parts. That's better. I like that. What private part? Terminology. That's yeah. So dumb. Um, supported the rape case. Yeah. So they found no nos in her no no area, which confirmed <laughs> the rape. This is a great line. The injuries on Junko's anus. I like butthole. I know you do. I, I know. Changed, I changed them all to butthole. This one you didn't change. This one I, straight well, up I, says anus. I said that I got this from an excerpt. I didn't change any of it. This yeah, is this whole thing is in Air Bunnies. But Air Bunnies. Yeah, so anus, butthole, either way. I like butthole. I like I like either, but this... I like butthole. Okay. You want me to say butthole, then? <laughs> no, say anus. Okay. The injuries on Junko's anus were an indication that the abductors were inserting different objects through her anus. <laughs> From these findings, this it was isn't funny. This is not it's funny. absolutely not funny. But the- we we don't want to be offensive. The problem no. is is like we laugh at really uncomfortable things and situations and words. Like none of this is funny, but the word anus being used repeatedly in a sentence is objectively hilarious. <laughs> Putting aside the horrible, awful things that happened to this poor young girl, the word anus is objectively funny. <laughs> and if you say it's not, then you're you're wrong. You're lying to yeah, yourself. Yeah, you're lying. You're just lying to yourself. It is absolutely hilarious. So is butthole. It's but butthole is also a really funny word. You can't, you can't lie about that. Like calling somebody a butthole. Yeah, she's just oh, you're what a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Actually, I'm crying. Okay. 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 <clears throat> From these findings, it was therefore clear that Furuta was brutally tortured and left to die by Minato and his idiot, awful friends. Which is weird because Miano was really the main, but it was Minato's house. House. But it was Miano that was really. They have very similar names. At some point during Furuta's, this is a little, this is a little. Fun fact, at uh, some point during Fruta's, this was going to piss everybody off, uh, Fruta's 44 Days in Hell, some of the torturer's friends that have been officially identified, including, you want to get this? Uh, Tetsuo Nakamura and Koichi Ihara. Yeah, that, that, sound, that sounded really fucking good. Thank you. They were charged with rape after their DNA was found on and in the victim's body. Reported that they had been had been bullied into raping Fruta. Okay, whether that's true or not, who the fuck knows? That's what they said. But probably just raped her and then said that they were forced into it. So after um, one of the dudes left the Minato household, he told his brother about the incident, and his brother then told their parents who then contacted police. So two dispatchers were sent out to the Minato residence to follow up, okay? The police apparently were told she was being held against her will there and raped. Parents said, so so police get to Minato's, right? They get to the Minato's residence. They're like, knock, knock, knock. We came to investigate reports about a girl being held hostage here. Totally, and Minato's parents said, oh, there's no girl here. Feel free to look around. Everything's fine. 
They <laughs> That's exactly what they said. Air bunnies. No, I don't actually know. Verbatim. Ver, but they said, basically, that's what they said. They were like, there's no gr- girl here, but feel free to look around. So the police decided that they didn't need to look around because if she was there, if there was a girl there, then they would never have told them to look around. Right, because people don't lie, ever. These fucking police officers failed to do their job and in turn, a young, innocent, 16-year-old girl was brutally tortured and eventually killed. Like, come on. It's ruined. Come on. If you're, if you're a cop and somebody tells you that there's this chick being held against her, just go look just around. Just go look at it. Just go look around. I'd like, be like, okay, I hear you that there's no one here, but thanks for letting me look. I'm, I'm going to do that now because totally. that's my job. Totally. You got to fucking check. You gotta check. Just do better. You do know? fucking better. Do better. God. Um, so a couple of weeks after the boys disposed of Baruta's body, the police arrested Miyano and Ogura, so that's Joe Ogura, one of the friends, on a separate gang rape charge. So the- <laughs> Kids are just gang raping people all around. Say it. They gang bang. <laughs> so they were, uh, they were brought in for a separate charge, right? Not against Baruta, against somebody else. And during Miyano's interrogation, the police had mentioned an open murder investigation. Miyano suspected Ogura must have ratted him out about Furuta. So this fucking idiot, Miyano, told the police where to find Furuta's body. And it turns out that the murder case the police had been referring to was completely unrelated to Furuta. And Miyano had by accident turned himself in. And within days, the four boys were in custody. What a fucking idiot. Fucking dumbass. Just an idiot. But, like, that's how you, like, guilty conscience, you that's... know? Like, obviously they know, so I might as well just confess. Well, that's how you know he's a low-ranking member of yeah. the Yakuza. Because, come on, man. Super low. Like, he just turned immediately. Like, I wouldn't have even done that, and I'm a fucking idiot. Not someone I'd want in my gang. No. You know? No, bro. Get the fuck out of my gang, you fucking dumbass. You suck. Um, So basically, I was looking up a bunch of things for sentencing, and so I guess a little background. So in Japan, uh, like we were talking about before, they just have a judge. They don't have a jury. um, And basically, the judge makes the end-all decision. And apparently, the sentencing in general in Japan is actually super light comparatively to the United States. Just a thing. I don't really... I don't really know like why uh but uh, but their prisons are to be said like apparently their prisons are super fucked up so that's why people like some people said that they're lighter like the sentencing the years that they get is lighter all right i guess i could believe that so like a typical murder is like only like people only get like 10 years usually and then you're what 10 years for murder? Yes. Like, that's, like, the norm. Like, just, it's, well, what I read is a typical murder. I don't know what makes... What's a typical murder? <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know. Does it happen makes... regularly? <laughs> I don't know what makes, like, a typical, oh, a murder no. typical. But I guess, like, just maybe, like, shooting somebody? I guess that sounds, like, kind of okay, typical. Okay, yeah. I committed a typical murder. Okay, so... Miyano, the leader of the crime who ordered her capture and torture, was sentenced to 20 years. Okay, so he was the, he got the most amount of years out of all these, all these motherfuckers, all these fucking children. Uh, Minato was sentenced to nine years. Ogura served eight years. And Watanabe served seven years. 
Most attribute this light sentencing due to their adolescent ages. Others say the Yakuza are the reason their sentences weren't as harsh. They are mm-hmm. currently out of prison and are free men. So, like, along with Japan having light sentences, a lot of people did speculate that Yakuza had something to do with it, that they, like, threatened people and, you know, were able to reduce the sentencing, or that, you know, they're just, they were young. Like, which is, I mean, they're fucked up, and technically, like, you know right and wrong at that age. Like, I don't give a fuck. For sure, yeah. If this happened in America, they would absolutely be tried as adults. Yes, 100%. And, like, to be fair, as they should. Like, they yeah. 100% should 1, be tried 1,000% yeah. they should rot in jail for the rest of their lives. Totally. So, basically, what, this is also just a fun fact behind this. Um, I don't know if fun okay. is really the right word, but. Totally not the right word. Interesting it's tidbit. little interesting, uh what <laughs> you could say that it's a cool thing to say i think on chelsea's way over here she said i'll be there in a gif i regretted it immediately <laughs> i immediately regretted my terminology decision so just the after the fact right so they're just so you guys know all of these people are currently out of prison and they're all free men super fucked up so tell them all to fuck off i feel super horrible for Fruta's family and this is another reason why I feel horrible even years later she's they're still being haunted super shitty story that I kept finding is allegedly Ogura's mom so Joe Ogura's mom vandalized Fruta's grave stating that she ruined her son's life yeah yeah it was her fault that her son was a sadistic fucking lunatic like are you fucking kidding me yeah she seems like a gem real winner like junko has one nipple yeah one nipple one nipple and you have the audacity to be like you ruined my son's life bitch come on now come on come on your son's out of prison like go go away yeah so basically that's the super super horrible horrible murder of junko furuto um, super crazy that I'd never heard of it until I started researching shit. Um, yeah, it's a pretty wild one. It's really bad. Upsetting in so many ways. It's really bad, yeah. Like, our podcast is called Not So Terrible because we're trying not to be so terrible, but the actual cases, like this one, are absolutely terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst. You, have you seen that meme? It's like, I really hope I don't get murdered, then all of a sudden someone on a podcast is like, Here's a really great one we have for you guys yeah. or whatever. That's going to be us. That's literally we're us gonna, right we're now. We're going to start this and then immediately yeah. uh, be murdered. But yeah, we're, just put that into the atmosphere. We're the shitty people that are doing podcasts about crimes. But, like, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, people should know her name. Yes. People should remember her and know her name. And also these fucking assholes' names. They should know them, too. So if everyone, if anyone ever travels to Japan and happens to run into Minato or any of his little little friends they can throw things at them totally but yeah that's uh that's it that's it we really need a tagline for the end but uh is it that's what they do huh yeah i feel like some people have that i feel like we could have a good tagline how do we wrap it up how is this like a well that's it for now we'll come up with a tagline that won't be so terrible (laughs) (laughs) can you do like a little jingle can you just ding 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 all right.